Isaiah chapter 59, verse number 14. The Bible said, And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off, for truth is fallen in the street. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be in your house tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the good spirit that we felt. Thank you, Lord, for those who have sung tonight. Lord, it's been a blessing to my heart. And I thank you for a place we can come and worship you in spirit and in truth. I pray tonight, Lord, that you'd have your will and way. I pray, God, that you'd speak to me tonight and through me. Lord, these, these folks that have came out on a Wednesday night, Lord, they come to hear your voice. And so, Lord, I'm asking you to speak through me tonight as only you can. I can't preach on my own. God, I don't want to try. I want you to help me tonight. So, Lord, if you would, give me unction, power, and clarity, Lord. Give me the touch of God. And, Lord, help us to go away different we came through and by the preaching of God's Word. Well, thank you for what you do now. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, Amen. You may be seated tonight. Again, by way of introduction, quickly and briefly tonight, I want to remind you, it, it is here that Isaiah the prophet has been sent by God to the children of Israel and he's been sent with one goal and one aim and that is to re- make them realize where they are in their sin. How many of y'all would agree with me tonight? This is the third or fourth time. Surely by now you have an understanding that no matter how good you think you are or no matter how hard we try to be like Christ. We all have a struggle and a problem with sin. Would you agree tonight? I mean, the Bible said there is none that doeth good. Uh, no, not one. That means you and me tonight. Amen. And so the, the man of God is sent from the Lord uh, uh, to deal with their sin. The Bible says when Isaiah approaches them, one thing that he says, of course it's our thought, comes from verse Verse number 14, and he said, one of the major problems that I see in this church, if you will, is that truth has fallen in the street. May I remind you tonight that we're living in a day and hour with truth has ever been tossed uh, to and fro if it's ever been forsaken and neglected. How about this? If it's ever been uh, rejected, I believe we're living in that day and hour where the truth of the Word of God has been thrown out into the street. May I say tonight, we do not have the right, as I've already said, to make our own judgment. Uh, Do you realize your mind and your heart and your motives and everything about you without the help of God is defiled and it's corrupt? I mean, listen to me, folks. we, we, We hear this all the time. Well, just follow your heart. I'm here to tell you better not follow your heart. Well, just do what's ever on your mind. My mind, how many of y'all's mind goes crazy sometimes? Is there anybody in here that even in church, I've been in church service before and my heart's been really dealt with. God's really spoke to me and I'm being serious and sincere and I'll get out of my pew and I'll come to kneel down the altar to do business with God in the most ungodliest, craziest, strangest, wildest, wickedest thoughts flood my mind. That's is who we are tonight. Uh, May I remind you, if we do not uh, uh, walk in the Spirit of God, you will, uh, you will give in 
to the lust of the flesh. My friend, we've got a problem in who we are. How do we fix it, Brother Josh? What's the answer? What's the solution? The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for you and me. We ought to stand upon the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. It's truth tonight. May I say we cannot trust our own philosophy. You cannot act upon your own understanding. If I'm reminded of the uh, of what the Bible said, it said trust in the Lord and lean not on mine own understanding. Look here now. In all thy ways, what's all mean? All thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. Listen, we are not in charge tonight, Brother Jim. I've said it over and over and over and over and over again. Our will, our ways, our, our way of thinking tonight, it will most of the time in the flesh, all the time, be contrary to the Scripture. So where's the line? Who's the final say-so? What is the final authority? It's nothing but the Word of God. I'm glad tonight for a King James Bible that I can put all my faith in and know that it says what it means and it means what it says. May I say tonight, God has left us with His Word for us to live by. May I say everything that you'll come across in life, I promise you there's something in this book that will help you through it or will get you to it or will allow you to get over it. It'll help you. This book will help you in your life. May I say He's left us with His Word not only to live by but to confide in. Has any of y'all ever faced a storm? Any of y'all ever been up against the adversary, the devil? And man, He's got you. I mean, I'll be honest with you. He's got me speechless before, Brother Jim. I've, I've taught my own self down to where what I've said to my own self made me speechless. I, I couldn't reply to my own thoughts and my own intents and what my mind and my heart was saying. What do you do in those times? Listen to me, Stillwater. You're going to be faced with some decisions along the way and there's nothing that you can do that would be any better than to confide in the truth. Don't throw the truth out in the street and do things your way. My friend, we must confide in the Word of God. We must walk according to the Word of God. The Bible said, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and it's a light unto my path and I'll hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. You ought to walk according to the Word of God. Listen to me. That means it don't matter what society says. Somebody's got to help me tonight. It does not matter what society says. We still believe it matters what the Scriptures say. It does not matter what the President says. It does not matter what your boss says. It does not matter what the world thinks. It honestly don't matter what I say. If it's contrary to that book, it does make, it makes no difference at all. I mean, we got preachers standing in pulpits uh, all over America and the world tonight and they're preaching things that are not in the book. Listen, I, I'm trying to tell you tonight, there's nothing wrong with having standards. But listen, if they're not biblical, don't force your standard on me. And I'm not to force my standard on you. Uh, but what's in the book is and we must walk according to the Scriptures. We must discern in life through the Scriptures. Well, I just don't know what to think about this or that or who or there, when or what. 
Well, go to the Word of God and see what it says about it. I'm trying to tell you, listen, folks, we, we, we get stumped so many times in life and we've got a road map. And you all ever feel like you get lost along the way? Well, last I remember, Brother Eric, this thing said it's a light under our path. Last I remember, it's a, it's a book of promise. It's a book of instruction. It's a book of doctrine. It's a book of correction. It's a book of comfort. I mean, I'm telling you tonight, there's nothing that you'll face that you cannot handle through the Word of God. My friend, we, listen to me. We cannot blur the lines. We are living in the most blurred, blurry-eyed, blurred lines generation that's ever, that's ever been a part of what we call the church. They blurred the lines. What's that mean, preacher? Well, you've got extremists on both sides. You've got your legalistic crowd. You know what they've done? They've blurred the lines. They take one verse that says that a man should not wear what uh, pertaining to a woman and a woman to a man. And that is their whole Bible doctrine that women can't wear pants. Now, first of all, it ain't talking to us. Second of all, that ain't what it says. Listen to me, folks. I told Brother Tate this. I remember telling you this a long, long, long time ago. Y'all first started coming. I said, you can try every way in the world. You can make this book teach anything you want it to. How do you do that? You take one verse and you run with it. And you don't have the context right. You don't have the dispensation. We're dispensationalists in this church. What's that mean? That means that all that Bible is not written to you. It's all written for you, but it's not all to you. If it's all to you, how many of y'all ate a ham sandwich this week? You're damned to hell, friend, if it's all to you. I mean, how many of y'all, when you, when you messed up, did, why didn't you go get stoned? See, they'll leave all those things out because that's too extreme. But they'll go back and they'll go into the dispensations and they'll pick and they'll pluck and they'll place. That's pretty good alliteration right there. One of my notes, but it sounds good. They'll pick and they'll pluck and then they'll place that portion of Scripture and they'll build an entire doctrine off of something that is contrary to truth. It's not all to us. It's all for us. See, that Old Testament's dealing with a nation. That ain't us. Amen. That's Israel. Amen. That Old Testament's dealing with the Jew. That ain't us. Amen. That's it. Come on, somebody. That's Israel. That, that Old Testament is dealing with the law. That ain't us. Thank God He came and fulfilled the law and conquered the law and completed the law. He, he satisfied the law because they could never do it in the Old Testament. And neither could you and I. We're not under the law. Now the law is a great schoolmaster for grace. I don't think you're going to go wrong if you try to go back and, and live your life according to that law. But listen, that is not your sanctification. Are you listening? Keeping the law is not your salvation. It's not your sanctification. It's not your preservation. Somebody ought to take your shoes off and run that we don't have to depend on that law. We don't have to depend on a priest. We don't have to depend on a little physical lamb. But the Lamb of God came to fulfill the law and to take care of sin and wash our sin away. He paid it in full. Thank God. I'm glad I know what the Bible meant when it said to study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. This thing's like a pizza, but every slice ain't for you. Some of it's for the Jew. 
So much for the Gentiles. So much for the church dispensation. So much for that dispensation of law. Some of it's for the great tribulation. We're not there. People pull from the people pull from the events that's not yet taken place and build doctrines. I'm running rabbits. I'm trying my world best not to. Jehovah's Witness. They don't even know what they're talking about. The 144,000. Bless God. I've said this from day one. If there's only 144,000 getting in, John, why in the name of God are they riding bicycles around trying to win more? They're going to knock themselves out of their spot. That's right. If there's only 144 getting in, I mean, good luck, but I ain't going to tell you to take my place. Uh, Who's that dealing with? The 12 tribes of Israel. I've never in my life seen people look at it in black and white and they can't understand it. That's right. It literally, we talked through Revelation twice, yeah. it literally breaks down the 144,000 yeah. by individual tribe. Amen. I mean, it's plain as it can be. I, you got that, you got in our area, it's huge. Your Pentecostal holiness, apostolic, and listen, I'd say they're all bad people, there's, there's good Christian people, but they're mixed up in their doctrine. Tongues, Deacon, why do I keep digging holes in this? That's why I can't get no further. Tongues, I'm not afraid of the term tongues. It's in my Bible. I'm not afraid of the term Holy Ghost. He's part of us. I'm not afraid of the word gifts. It's in there too. I'm not afraid of the word healing. It's all there. But it's not to us. You can't pick a verse and run. Who three things you got to remember? Who is talking? Of course, we understand God is the author, but who is He breathed on? Who is the writer? Who is talking? Whom is He talking to? And what's going on, or what's the occasion? If you'll read your Bible with those three things in mind, you will not get mixed up. When they're dealing with tongues, I can prove it to you. I don't have time to go verse by verse. What in the world just doing up here? I don't have time to go verse by verse tonight. But do you know who goes, who had the gift of tongues? The apostles. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing billboards in Atlanta, Georgia. Apostle Tyrone. He ain't an apostle. Are you listening? You know what the biblical, the biblical qualifications to be an apostle was? You had to be physically present to see the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And he had to be the one to pick you. Physically. Why did he give those gifts to the apostles? The Jews seek a We're picking up. We're learning. I've been doing this for six years. We're starting to answer. The Jews seek a sign in the Gentile or the Greeks. And thus we seek Wisdom. What is wisdom? The Word of God. Yeah. We're not looking for a sign. Listen to me. And it's, it's big, 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 big. Listen. Quit asking God to show you a sign. Yeah. You're not following signs. Amen. You're following the Savior. And the best way to follow the Savior is through the Scripture. Amen. Don't lay a white blanket out and say, All right, Lord, if I'm supposed to take this job, let there be a squirrel sitting on it in the morning. <laughs> Are you? Li- I mean, I know people that do stuff like that. I, they told me, 
while I asked God if this was His will for me to get a new car, just let, let, let my check engine light come on. That ain't how it works. You know, you want to know how to know the will of God? Talk to Him, ask Him, and if He gives you peace, don't. If He don't, stop. It's that simple. I mean, really. And go according to the script. Listen, the will of God will never, ever, ever lead you contrary to the book. Because we follow wisdom. The words of God. Signs. So, tongues. Back to that. Tongues were a sign. Listen now. Listen, listen, listen. Not just to the Jew. Because the Jews require a sign. There's another word there that you cannot overlook. The unbelieving Jew. You want to know why the apostles could walk up ducks blind men? God gave them the ability. You want to know why? To prove, Brother Ray, to that Jew. We've never seen it on this fashion. They needed a sign. They, they didn't know what, what faith was. Christ hadn't died on the cross. All this had not been fulfilled. It was hearsay, so to speak, in their mind. It wasn't, but in their mind, it's hearsay. And half of them is still running around over there with towels on their head waiting for their Messiah. Yeah. He done come 2,000 years ago left and almost back. Yeah. And they're still looking for him. That's right. The Jews require a sign. Not just the Jew, but the unbelieving Jew. Why? That they might believe. Amen. This, this, everybody runs to Acts 2, Acts 2, Acts 2, Acts 2, Acts 2. Garbage. Well, it says right here. It says right here that the Spirit will be poured out upon all men, and there'll be neither male nor female nor Jew nor Gentile nor blah 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 blah. blah, blah. And, 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 and in those latter times, they'll pour out the Spirit and they'll speak in unknown tongues and they'll have the gifts of healing. That's not dealing with right now. Amen. You know what that's dealing with? Does anybody know? Brother Jim probably does. You know what? What dispensation is dealing with? That is great tribulation. Yeah. Because guess where the push is going to be made. In the Great Tribulation, there's going to be martyrs. There's going to be a few saved in the Great Tribulation. I got news for you. It ain't none of us. Right. It's the Jew. Yeah. How are they going to be warned the same way they just warned the Old Testament? It's different. Yeah. Well, I ain't, why can't they be saved like that right now? Because we're not in that, we're not in that dispensation of the Great Tribulation. Right. That's a different time. My God, there's going to be wild and wide-eyed, dragon wing, blind teeth, I mean, human leg, beasts walking around. Right. The gospel message like this is not going to do what it's doing now. Then God is going to send the two witnesses back. God is going to send the power of the apostles back and try to win the Jews' heart one more time. This time, see, Christ had to die for them. The first time, this time they'll have to die for Christ. That Bible's real. It's alive. It's amazing, man. It's, it's so it's so wide. Oh, it's bright. I mean, it it it, it, it outlines answer all these questions. Everybody asks. Read the Bible. Don't pick a verse and run with it. Because when they do that, they're, they're picking things that does not even apply to them. That's right. Dispensation. All right. So I don't know why I said all that, but it's good preaching. Truth is in the streets. What is what is the product of all these false religions. Truth has been thrown in the streets. Confusion. Where'd that come from? Truth has been tossed in the streets. Not, they want to take one thing, but they don't want to look at it all. Listen, do you understand? You cannot write, divide your Bible and you can't understand your Bible if you do not compare Scripture with Scripture. Uh, well, Brother Teddy agrees. Anybody else? In other words, if you see a verse here, you don't understand what's going on. Look at every word in that verse. Find a phrase and look that up. 
Go back to the law of first mention. It will carry the same principle, if you will, all throughout the Bible. And search that thing out. Don't just find one place and it stops you and you quit. It's somewhere else. Go look. And here's some real good, here's some real good advice. If you don't understand something nine out of ten times, you can go above it and read down to it. And then you can go to it and read below it and then it'll figure itself out. It explains itself to you. But people don't do that. Anyway. Truth is true. All right, got to move on. This is kind of preaching. You know what you got to do? Keep your church in order and keep your people from believing everything. All right? So, can't blur the lines. We can't make things, uh, can't follow things that are legal that are not scriptural. Hello? That ought to be ringing some bells in today's world. Just because something's legal don't mean a hill of beans if it's not scriptural. We can't overlook this stuff and embrace that. We can't pick and choose what's worth heeding and what's not. Listen, somebody has got to get back to the book. Here's my question to all these fellas. If the Bible is not your final authority, what is? Well, I just believe that, okay? Why do you believe that according to the Scriptures? Well, right here, okay? But who's this to? What, everything I just preached, well, I don't know, but that's how I believe you can't do that. Because, Lord have mercy, I ain't going to get my points again. But then I have to, I have to preach this the way the Lord gave it to me, folks. When you do that, you know what you're doing? You're saying, I really don't care what the Lord really says about all this. This is what I think when I read it. So that's what I'm going to go with. Contrary to the truth. You might as well take your Bible, put a rubber band around it, and throw it out the window and drive off. Now, they won't agree with me. That's exactly what they're doing. Truth is fallen in the streets. Let me give you an example. Look, 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 look in our text. Look at verse 15. Because truth is fallen in the streets in verse 14, look at verse 15. Yea, truth faileth. Now, we understand that truth never fails in itself, but it's failing when it ain't applied. Okay? Truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw that it displeased him that there was no we got to make some judgment calls, Brother Teddy. we got to make some decisions on yeah, you're nay. Or this is okay, or that's not okay. Or this is what it really means, or that's not what it says. How do we do that? Amen. Truth faileth. Because truth failed, they failed truth. Truth was failing them because it wasn't applied. Amen. Therefore, the end result is God is displeased, and there is no judgment. Now, how, how are we going to go through this thing, Brother Eric, without making some judgments? Well, here, here's your butterfly, boys. Judge not that you be not judged. Let him that's without sin cast the first stone. Dummy, we are commissioned to make judgment. Not that we're the judge. We make judgment upon what the judge has already said. In other words, it's okay for me to look at you right in your God-given eyeballs and say, you are wrong! I've made a judgment. Every time a preacher preaches on sin, he has made a judgment. That's why you little butterfly boys don't preach on sin. Because they're just not that you not judge. Are you listening? We're in pink lace underbridges. That's why they won't preach on it. Because somebody's going to come up to them and say, that really hurt my feelings. You judge me. They don't have a clever response. 
I'm going to say, no, I didn't judge you. I'm going to say, just like you did. You are. But he did judge us. And he has a right to judge us. He is, listen to me, he is righteous in his judgment. He's God. He's got a right to judge. He made us. He knows everything that's right and wrong, good and evil, righteous, unrighteous. He is the judge. Amen. I'm enjoying myself again. He's the judge. Sure, sure. I'll get on board with in myself. I should not judge you. Whatever. Okay. Because at the end of the day, I ain't no better than you are. We're all sinners and we'd be lost on the way to hell without God and the blood of Christ. But I am not willing to sit back and make no judgments. All these fellers and these women and whoever that's out there in this, in this world, judge not, judge not, judge not. They judge every day. When they headed down the aisle at Walmart and there's a rough looking character, kind of smells bad, looks rough, maybe looks like they just broke out of jail or something. And they see them and they stop and they turn their buggy and they go down the other aisle. They made a judgment. Come on, somebody. They made a judgment, man. Or when they see that one that done wrong and they see them and they stop, dark down, they made a judgment. I don't judge anyone. You're a liar. You're a liar. All them men judge their wives. And all them women judge their husbands. Come on, somebody. See, they blurred the lines. It's hazy. Ain't nothing good about that. Judge not to be not judged, but we're we're called. How do you reckon we're supposed to discern the spirits? That's a commission. Agree? He said, try the spirits. Whether they be of God. How you know if they be of God? If they testify of my son, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know what you're going to have to do? Make a judgment. Yeah. Make a judgment. Does this bear witness with the Holy Ghost? Does it testify of that book? So it says Jesus. He is the book. Hello. Amen. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word became flesh. That's Him. You want to know Him? But there He is. Amen. You want to see him? I like to look at him. Open your Bible. There you go. I like to hear what he had to say. Amen. I like to know what he thinks about this. Are y'all with? I'm gonna throw something at you. I'm feeling good. I ain't even eating. God, hell, I'm gonna tear it up when I get home. More than one way. You make things. Amen. 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 Are y'all following me though? I'm getting goofy happy, man. Because I'm in love with that book. Amen. Because it's clear. Now, is Brother Josh right on everything? Probably not. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm right on everything, Brother Jim. There's something along the way I'm, I'm stumbled up on. I'm, I'm sure of that because I'm human. Amen. But how's he, how's he going to judge us at the judgment seat, Brother Jim? And he opened the book. Yeah. What book? You know how he's going to judge your life, Brother Teddy? See, you've got to take a major test one day and you've got the whole study guide right in your hand. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to stay in the shame before God, okay? He's told you how, Brother Ray, he's told you exactly how not to be let down at the judgment seat. That's it. This is how he's going to judge us. Amen. I just don't know if I'm doing right or right. I just don't know if I'm doing it. I don't know if I should do I don't know if I should stop. Oh, that's the study guide to the best. He's not going to pull some other unknown book out, Brother Teddy. He's going to pull the one that he left for us and he preserved the whole generation. 
He's judging us through and by His own word. How's He going to conquer the enemy? How's the blood going to rise to the horse's bridle? How's the sickle going to be stacked in the heart of the earth? How's the world going to be destroyed? And how's New Jerusalem going to be built? It's all through the Word. It's the truth. That's why the Bible said that the truth will set you free. And you shall be free indeed. I'm not bound. Listen. All these people that feel bound to serve God, you want to know why? There's an error somewhere with truth. Man, my mom was talking about this yesterday. We uh, thank God for our, for our, uh, I don't want to say raising, I, but in a, in a sense, spiritually, our raising, if you would. My raising, definitely. It was built on the truth, but even along the way, there were some things that was picked, plucked, and placed. It really is not in the Bible. And I said, you know, one thing that I've learned, and thank God I learned it early, I am not called to make you people live what says what's said in this book. See, that's what I struggled with for so long. Because I took it personal. I'd preach it and they wouldn't do right, and I thought I had to be... The... See, I'm not the Holy Ghost. But that's kind of the way I was brought up in a sense. Amen. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. When something went wrong or somebody made one little mistake or somebody didn't do something just right, they were, boom, immediately approached. I tried that. Split, split the state church. Not kind of. Run a bunch of people off, hurt people, you know, whatever. I think four responsibility for all that. But anyways, another day, another time, another talk like we week, not Sunday, talk that. But it was a good day to me, brother Eric, when I figured out finally the Lord taught me. The only job I have, Brother Jim, is to tell you what that book says. Amen. That's it. The freedom bells of glory started ringing in my heart. I started getting joyful. I used to come to church and look at people I knew were doing right, and it would make me bitter. Not at them, but just foul-spirited. Because I knew they're sitting there saying, Amen, doing this, and they so eat up. But I know you're doing wrong. And I tried to work all that out. And it about killed me. Amen. But when I got a hold of this, Brother Teddy, I'm a male man. Amen. Yep. That's right. I'm a glorified male man. Amen. Amen. That male man don't, if you don't pay your bills, he's still going home sleeping well at night. Yep. He's going to drop them off. If you don't pay them, it ain't his fault. Amen. 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 I'm going to tell you what he said what you owe. And by the way, just to remind you what you owe, you owe your whole life. Come on, somebody. You owe your whole life. He said, therefore, present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable, which is your reasonable service. Amen. All I'm doing is giving you what he said. What you do with it's up to you. Right. You know what the Lord told me? Despite their complete, deliberate dis disobedience and rebellion, he loves them. Now, he's going to chase them. Amen. He's going to whip them. That's his... Thank God. I thought that was my job at first. I really did. I know that sounds silly because you see this side of it. Some of these people didn't. They say the other side of it. I don't have to whip them. Now I got to deal with stuff in the church, see, just to keep it in order. That's it. I'm a mailman referee. 
That's what I am. A good pastor is what my job is. Keep y'all killing each other and taking over and give you the bell. That's all I got to do. Feed you. You know sheep's done, don't you? Y'all sheep. Sheep on dumb sandals on the planet. That's what God called us. Listen, and all I got to do is come in every week and feed you. Hey, go get food. I can't afford it. He done bought it, though. Man, man, I'm enjoying myself. He done bought the food, supplied it, put it in the barn. It's stacked up. I mean, every time I go back to get more feed, the pile's bigger than it was the last time. I stick my shovel in. I ain't never got to worry about not finding something else. I come throw it at you. Somebody said, hey, you you got to feed sheep gently. You know, you got to, you can't, you can't preach like you do. Run away from the food. One old preacher said this. said, well, I got news for you. If a sheep hungry enough, you can shoot feed at them through a shotgun. They'll find something they don't need. Hey, man. You come in hungry, the Bible said you can be filled. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness said you'll be filled. So it's a good day. That's truth. See? That's truth. It's a good day in my heart when I realize God's given me one job. That's to preach and teach this Bible. Keep the church in order best I can. Try to make sure we don't kill one another. Try to make sure we don't let sin in and let it stay in. Because a little living, living at the whole life. And outside of that, I'm free. I can just live my life for God and love Him. And love the church and love my family. I don't have to worry about all this. His church. I took it so personal, Brother Jim. He said, Upon this rock I'll build my church. This ain't my church. It's my church, but it ain't my church. It's your church, but it ain't your church either. It's his. And except they that except he build it, they that labor, labor in vain. Good day, Brother Eric, when the truth went ding, 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 ding in my heart. So I'm going to move on maybe. Try to get the rest of this. 33 minutes. Would have been preaching. Alright, so that was all free. Got to get back to the book. I'm telling you, I have struggled getting where I need to go with this. It's good though. I'm under a heavy burden about the truth. I really am. There's never been a day and hour where the, where the truth has been under attack like it is now. Never. And it's always been under attack. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It's always been from the first from the first people that ever breathed air on this planet. It was the Word of God that was under attack. The Bible, what's the first thing the devil did? He attacked the Word of God. Yeah. Yea, hath God. He went to the Word. The first thing he did was attack the Word of God. So it's always been under attack, but it's under a vicious, specific, detailed, strategic plan of attack from hell in these days. In these hours. The Word of God, the truth has been aborted, perverted, and dissected. Did you hear some, Listen to what I said? It's been aborted. You ever heard mission aborted? They've been good people that know that book and know it's right. They've aborted it. Or thrown it in the streets. It's been perverted. All these other Bibles, where do they come from? Where do they stem? What was their foundation? You're looking at it. They all come from this. Amen. They don't take away from one another, Brother Jim. They don't, they don't go and change the words on one another. They go to that King James Bible and change the words of it and remove the verses from it and they dissect it and pervert it and they try to pick and 
choose from it. Why? Because it's the truth. It's the truth. I'm, let you, I'm here to let you know that I am not backing down from the truth. That I preached a message not too long ago. This church ain't for everybody. And that don't mean it's not welcome again. That, that, that title, is, I, I can tell it blindsided some people. It don't mean it's not open and welcoming for everyone because it is. But it's not for everyone because we stand on truth. If you don't want the truth, you're in the wrong place. I don't want you to leave. I'm not running you off. I'm not, I'm not one of them guys that brags and says, well, run another one off, bless God, for preaching the Bible. I don't want you to leave. But if you, if you leave, I, listen to me. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not compromising. I'm not changing what I teach and preach to keep someone around. I can't, Brother Jim, because God has bought and paid for this. And I have been called to preach the Word. No, Paul told Timothy, preach the word. Don't preach on this, that, or the other. Preach the word. The instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all on suffering and doctrine. Amen. Amen. I just learned in the last year or two what that instant in season, out of season meant. That ain't for me. That don't mean, they ain't talking to me. Be instant in season, out of season. You know what that is? That's the season in which the Word of God is sown and the ground of the people. There's been times it seemed like every time I preach, the whole church latches on and it, they grasp it and they grow. And there's other times it's like I'm preaching statues. That's in season and out of season. But still yet, here's what I've learned, Mr. Neva. I'm sowing the seed. And sometimes when I sow that seed, I can see it produce fruit because it's in season. But sometimes I throw that seed and it seems like it's not going anywhere. It's not producing fruit. And it means it's not going to. It's just out of season. Begins to in season, out of season. What do you do? That brother Josh, you just keep on coming in reproving. That's preaching on sin. Rebuking. That's taking care of the saints. Keeping everything in order. And exhorting. That's lifting you up. We got to come in here and shout sometimes for him. We got to come in here and sing and cry and slobber and spit. And I mean just have a time and rejoice. All that plays in to doing one thing. What, Brother Josh? Preach the Word. Preach the Word. I ain't backing down. I ain't backing out. And I ain't backing up. I'm going to preach that Bible. I still believe the truth of God's Word is the single most important foundation on which anybody could ever stand. I really do. I plead with you tonight. Get back to the place where you're willing to build your entire life upon the truth. Quit throwing the truth out in the street. And we do it, we do it so many times, Brother Eric, and we don't even realize it. But when we fail to go here to make our move, we, we fail to go here to get our answer. We fail to go here to get our discretion and our discernment. We fail to go here in times of trouble. We fail to go here in times of victory. We fail to go here in family problems. We fail to go here in church problems. We fail to go here in spiritual problems. We fail to go here in financial, emotional, mental, physical problems. Listen, it's all there. And when we don't respond to all these things with the truth, you know what you're doing? You're trying to figure it out on your... Listen. Glory to God that we don't have to try to figure this thing out. How awful would it be for you and I to have to do this life, everything in this life on our own? That's what the world's doing. Y'all know why their life's crazy mess? You look at our lives, people like us, we got no money. 
We ain't got nothing in the world's view. Yeah. We got faith. But somehow or another, we always get a real faith. Yeah. We always got food on the table. We always have a good time. We always have a roof over our head. Somehow or another, we, we have joy. Yeah. Even when we shouldn't. Yeah. Peace when we shouldn't. We got comfort in times of trouble. And they look at us and they scratch their head and they cannot figure it out. You see, they're looking at all the worldly pleasures. They have all that and you don't. So they're thinking, my life's a mess and I've got a whole lot more than they do. How are they so much happier further? How? I'm going to tell you. Because we have the main thing. The truth. When you throw all that other garbage out in the street and pick the Word of God up, you'll start getting that joy and peace. All them fruits of the Spirit in Galatians. You'll start getting that temperance. Long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, kindness, goodness. You'll start having faith. But Jim, how in the world do we get our faith increased? Faith cometh by and hearing by the... What do you got to have to be a Christian? What do you got to have to get up and come to church on Sunday? What do you got to have to listen when you get to church on Sunday? Now how do you get faith? Is everybody seeing this? This is like 1 plus 2 equals 3. We don't live by the book. We don't read it. We don't love it. We don't study it. We don't value it through the week. And we come in on Sunday and wonder why God ain't building our faith. We ain't growing. You can't grow without faith. And you can't have faith without the truth. Truth has been thrown into the streets. And that's why our churches are weak. And spiritually anemic because there is no faith, because there is no truth. Amen. Well, I'm enjoying myself. Amen. Make truth of great value in your life. What's, let me ask you a question tonight. I'm probably going to stop again. I really am. I mean, I ain't just going to hold you tossings to get my points out. God help me, Lord. I hope I'm doing right. I'm trying. Let, let, let me ask you a quick, serious question. What is more precious than truth? Think about your marriage. You reckon there's anything more valuable in a marriage than knowing that you can trust Amen. your spouse? Amen. Knowing that they, when they speak, it's truth? Yeah. Knowing when they say they're doing something, it's truth? Knowing when they say they're at work, they're really at work? Knowing when they say they're going on a girl's trip, they're going on a girl's trip, not a prostitution trip? Huh? Come on, somebody. Standing on the corner. Amen. When the boy says he's going to hunting camp, it means he's going to hunting camp, not a whorehouse. I mean, truth means a lot, if you ask me. Are you listening? Truth means a lot. What is more precious than truth? So many people come and they say, Brother Josh, I need help with this or that. And I'm always willing to try. But one thing I always try to do, first First thing I do when I look at them, whatever the problem is, I'm going to tell them. I'm making a vow to you to tell you the truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God. Now, here's my question. Do you want truth? Because if they don't want truth, we need to go to the house. I can't help them. I'm not giving them a philosophy. I'm giving them the truth. I'm not telling them what they want to hear. I'm telling them what the Bible says. I'm not going to say, well, just hang in there to be alright. Because if you're doing the wrong thing, it ain't going to be alright. Somebody, I'll be done in about five minutes. If you're not doing what the Bible
something set to do, it ain't going to turn out okay. I'll look at you and tell you, you're fixing to make a disaster. Because you're not walking in the truth. Walk in the truth. I'm going to read you one verse. We're going to go home for tonight. I feel good. I've said what I want to say. What the Lord's put on me to say. Proverbs 23, 23. Anybody know what that says? Here's what it says, Brother Teddy. Buy, B-U-Y. Buy, like a purchase. Buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. It said make an investment in the truth, in wisdom, in instruction and understanding. And once you get a hold of it, don't sell out. It's a good verse. Proverbs 23, 23. Buy the truth, sell it not. Not only just buy the truth, it says also wisdom, instruction, and understanding. You know what we all need to be a good, successful Christian and hear those, those famous words that we've heard a whole life? If you really want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, you need to get a hold, make a purchase, make an investment in your life for the truth, for wisdom, for instruction and understanding and put a big sign up in the front yard of your house for the devil and the world and everybody else to see that what we've got is not for sale. I'm trying to tell you tonight, truth's been thrown in the streets, but me and you don't have to be guilty of it. I want to hold on to it. I ain't selling out tonight. And I don't want you to either. Let's bow our heads. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here tonight. Thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy. I ask you tonight, Lord, that you'd help me in the days to come in this. Lord, I I mean, Lord, I'm, I'm really, I'm puzzled. I've never in my life since I've been pastoring or even preaching been so caught up on something like I am this. And you've done that. And uh, Lord, you've given me some things to say, but I've not got to them. But Lord, I do firmly believe you're doing preaching. And so Lord, I'm just trusting you through this. I sure thank you for your grace and mercy. I thank you, Lord, for the help that you've given me through this that I've been looking at and studying. And I pray, dear God, Lord, that in the days to come, if nothing else happens, Lord, maybe these next... Uh, these last few services and the next few services to come, maybe this will be that final block, uh, Lord, in the foundation of our church. Maybe there's one more push in the hearts of these people to just settle them on truth. And uh, Lord, if we'll do that, this church ain't falling. If we're founded on the rock, Lord, we cannot sink. And so, Lord, I pray tonight that our, our hearts as a body and as a church, I pray that our hearts would yearn for the truth of the Word of God. Lord, we don't need anything else. All we need is truth. So settle that in our hearts and for what you do, we'll thank you. In Jesus' name, Amen.